What's going on, everybody? And welcome back to Thoughts by the Ville Diada podcast. It's What You Doing Wednesday. And if you remember, not too long ago, I had the writers from an up-and-coming movie, Last Chance, on the show. They, you know, gave us a great interview. We had a good time talking to those guys. And now we have the cast. Just to update y'all, if you weren't listening before, Last Chance tells the story of five high school teens. And it's basically uh, uh, one of those high school, we were counted out, we were down, and this is how we come back kind of stories from what it was explained to me. So the cast is here, as I said. Going to take a second, let everybody go around the room, uh, first day of school style, and introduce themselves. So who wants to go first? I guess I'll, I'll go, go first. first. Oh my gosh, Ilya. <laughs> Already starting. <laughs> Already. <laughs> go ahead. I'll well, go. Yeah, my name is Kaya Celine. <laughs> I'm Kaya Celine. Um, I went to high school for theater for, at a visual and performing arts school, and acting is something that I've been wanting to do, and I came across this project. I submitted, I got the role, and it's been a blast. Nice. <laughs> My name is, <laughs> I just had to, you know, slow walk it, didn't know if I was stepping on no toes. Sometimes you got to walk uh, behind the heel. <laughs> right, right. All right, so this is Sean. My name is uh, Sean Wilson, but I go by King Gino as my stage name. Um, I'm a singer, songwriter, rapper, whatever, what have you. Um, out of Maryland. Uh, I got involved with this um, production by being close friends with the director and the writer. Um, acting is not my passion. However, I've had like the funnest time I've ever had, you know, uh, working on this film with everybody. So that's my spiel. <laughs> All right. Um, I'll go. My name is Ilya Schroeder. I'm also from Maryland. Um, I have a background starting out in modeling um, and I got into this film because I recently, for the past year, I've wanted to enter kind of the film industry. Um, I auditioned, got the role. It's been absolutely blast of a time. It's been great. Okay, ladies, jump on uh, in there. All right, yeah, I didn't want to cut them off. Um, <laughs> okay, so this is Caitlin Deal. I'm from Delaware. Um, I guess I feel like I've always wanted to be an actress, but was too nervous about actually pursuing it, especially because I kept thinking like, oh, I'm too old now. I can't do this. So, but finally I was like, screw that. Let's just see what happens. So um, in college, I like minored in theater performance and then decided to get involved with community theater kind of stuff. And then once I actually got a big role in community theater, I was like, oh, I guess I can do this. And this is actually really fun. So then in the past year, I kind of shifted my focus to film acting to see where I could go with that. So this is my first feature film role. Well, congratulations on your first film role. Thank you. <laughs> It's one, it's one more, isn't it? That should be it. I think that yeah. should be it. That's all of us, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, I guess I, I, I wasn't counting. There's so. <laughs> two more. Are there any not on the call? Yeah, there's two more, but they, I don't think they're on the call uh, today. Yeah, he, um, only, he only sent me to the info for uh, you for it. Oh, okay. So oh, I, okay. I guess there that you makes you the stars. <laughs> I guess we are the stars, huh? Yeah. You gotta start acting like one. Don't act like a star. <laughs> so, what what was it? Um, individual, you can answer. What was it about this particular piece that got you, caught your interest and made you want to be involved in the Last Chance? Um, um. Well, I mean, as far as getting involved, first, like when you see the cast and you don't see the information for what it's about, you just 
like get the name and a breakdown of some characters usually. Oh. But once we were on board or once I was on board and once the script was sent to me and I read it, it was something that I felt, you know, a lot of people would vibe with. It's something that people would respond well to. It's also not something too hard for people to sit with. It's not too much of a slow burner. And yeah. Yeah, I have to kind of agree with that. Um, you know, when you first get the casting, especially with being in this industry, you kind of just, you know, you see a character and you're like, hey, I can emulate that character and then you go for it. And then when you get cast, you finally get to see the full depth of the character. And I know for me, um, this project really resonated with me just because, you know, the whole premise of the story is, you know, these kids who are kind of, you know, have had a little bit of a troubled past and are struggling. And, you know, there's this counselor who's trying to help them, you know, see their worth. For me, it really resonated with me because, you know, I have a younger brother who kind of is in that same situation. And, you know, to me that it's kind of a story that I feel really needs to be, you know, seen by a lot of people. So that's kind of you know, what got me fully on board? Um, I think for me, uh, and it's a funny story because I did not do an, an initial um, audition for the, for the movie, um, only simply because the fact of I was actually supposed to be helping behind the scenes, doing more so camera work, um, doing uh, the soundtrack for the movie and stuff like that. So I was already on board at, at that aspect. Um, but the way that I got involved with the movie, it was, hey, we need a lead, a male lead actor for this particular part. And we think that you would fit it just because um, you fit some of the basic um, requirements, I guess, for this this particular uh, character, Marcel. Um, they thought that I would kind of mesh well with Marcel, even though our personalities are kind of very polar opposite. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they thought that for me, after they had wrote the wrote the uh, movie, that they thought that I would be a good fit for it. So it kind of was pitched to me um, more so than me going after it. But I definitely love the story. I tell um, the writers of the story, Josh and Jordan, I tell them all the time, like this story is like super dope and super um, super impactful. You know what I'm saying? It, it definitely is going to have a super impact on a lot of people's lives because it's relatable and um yeah it, it's just rela- it's just a relatable story and it's it's not something that's usually said you know mm. um and then for me uh let's see kind of like what she said earlier you couldn't really tell too much of what it was until you got the sides for the audition but when i got the sides it definitely stood out to me compared to other ones i've been looking into and stuff like that um and I kind of felt more aligned with my ability to play the character I feel like mm. like I definitely don't relate to her as a person but uh the side for example that I was given was one of the more intense dramatic scenes of the um movie so to like really get into that and it, I like filmed it it took me a while because I wanted to do a good job with it before I submitted it and by the time I was done, I I was like, okay, I really want this role. <laughs> so um, it was pretty exciting because, you know, when I got the email that I did get it, I was like, all right, I'm ready. Let's do this. So. Gotcha. Yeah. So with the story, without giving away too much of the story, I was wondering, um, I didn't get a chance to ask um, Josh and Jordan, is the story, is this like a group story as in, you guys get into something together or is it like each individual's separate story and then you all come together in this with this counselor? Well, each of us have a separate storyline um, of our troubled quote unquote past um, that goes on with each of us individually. And then we all kind of come together and then realize even though we come from all different types of backgrounds, we still have one uh underlying theme in we're not going to give up and we just appreciate not being given up on um i think that's the one thing that kind of draws us all together even though we have uh separate storylines that we all follow in all faith yeah they all they're all centered it's the story is centered around uh marcel's storyline but it 
it takes you around everybody involved in this and then it leads up to the end okay okay so if you don't mind let's go let's do another first day of school and let's go around the room and if each <laughs> each one of you guys tell us your character and a little bit about that character like i said you know i'm not wanting you guys to give away the story but just tell us who your character is and, and a little bit about that character Are you, same introductory order? Okay. Um, so I played Simone and she's, you know, on the angstier side, the one of the edgier kind of kids in the group. Um, and she actually knows Marcel from childhood. So that's that's their pairing and they have a, you know, I guess you could call it a falling out. Next. I think it's your turn, uh, Dr. J. I thought it was yours. You spoke first, Sean. <laughs> what you call him, Dr. Dr. what? Dr. Right. J. Dr. Explain. J. So my character is um, Dr. J. I'm kind of, well, I am the counselor in the film. Okay. So basically, um, the way I kind of like to describe my character is that, you know, he, he really has a passion for the students and he hasn't really gotten caught up in the bureaucracy of um, the school in a sense. And he, he's really focused on kind of helping these kids for, for the pure purpose of really wanting them to be successful in their future and make them realize that, you know, that they are worth something. So, you know, um, Dr. J is very, you know, he's, he's very, I would say he's a very honest person. He really wants nothing for the best um, for these students. And his whole premise and um, the story is just to help these kids realize that they're, they're more than what they think they are. Okay. So my character, I play uh, Marcel Owens. I think I'm the only one with the last name. <laughs> but um, you, you must have been I'm, a bad kid then. Yeah, always, yeah. They always called they always called the bad one by his whole name. Exactly. So uh, I play a character called uh, named Marcel Owens. Um, he's got a really uh, troubled past, very interesting past. Um, a lot of things uh, transpired in his life um, from all different fronts, being parental, uh, his uh, sibling relationship, again his tension that he's uh, had with Simone. Um, and so he's, he's a very troubled kid, misunderstood kid. But at the end of the day, he's a really good kid at, at, at heart. And um, he just has, he just has uh, issues communicating that. Um, okay, so I play Caroline. And I guess I would describe her as like the mean girl in school or kind of the bitchy Regina George type, but a lot of that stems from her home life, uh, which I won't really go into explaining, but I guess due to her home life, it's led to a bunch of other issues personally for her that she's tried to hide and then, you know, has tried to, um, I guess in a way, call for help without directly calling for help from people. Um, so she she can be antagonistic and kind of just rude <laughs> but uh in the end you know we we learn i guess that there's deeper things going on mm. yeah like you'd find caroline on the cw yeah on the cw yeah <laughs> for sure <laughs> caroline is definitely on 90210 for sure. Yeah, yeah for Gossip sure. Girl. Gossip Girl, not on yeah, Supernatural, for sure. <laughs> Definitely. No, <laughs> no, not Supernatural. One thing we're not going to do is slander Supernatural out in these streets. That's what we're not going to do. <laughs> you definitely find us somewhere on that, in, that, in that range. <laughs> Yeah, you you made me think about when you mentioned your, your character had was the only one with the first and last names. The reason why I yeah. said that, yeah, the, the first thing clicked in my head was I grew up with this guy named Terry Rayford. See, never, exactly. nobody ever said Terry. <laughs> nobody <laughs> called him Rayford. Mr. Rayford. Everybody say Terry Rayford. Who's who's down there? Oh, that's Terry Rayford. 
And then they already know. They already know what time it is when Terry get down there and do what he's doing. Exactly. <laughs> Take your chain. There go Terry Rayford. Exactly. It was, yeah. It was understood. You heard that they never. I've never outside of school, like a teacher when we got up to high school or whatever, mm-hmm. and we're in this class together. Outside of that, I had never heard anybody call him just Terry. I definitely in my circles got called first and last name many a times for sure. <laughs> I think I'm a like I think I'm very much uh like my character in the uh misunderstood category. Um <laughs> but I don't think I think he's just I don't think he's necessarily um misunderstood. I just think that people because he's not very complicated. You know what I'm saying? He's very simple. He doesn't he's communicate very, well. Yeah, he's got a little yeah, bit of a it's, it's all it's all it's all about his communication skills not being up to par because it's like, you know, things just keep happening back to back to back to back and it's kind of like, you know, dang, now I got to shut off to the world and you got to mm. prove that you can, you know, handle what I am giving to you and you find at the end of the movie that, you know, things work out like they're supposed to. Okay. Now, you know? for you guys, how similar were your are your personalities to the characters that you played? Not at all. <laughs> <laughs> okay, since since you spoke up, okay, being that you being that your your character was different than your personality, I was wondering, as a non actor, what did you do to get yourself in that in the mode of that character? Like, did you watch somebody or something, or how did you prepare yourself to be to present a personality that was nothing like yours? Um, so luckily enough, um, my previous role was actually as a social worker. So I got a lot of practice of kind of, you know, the mentality and kind of the characteristic traits of, you know, someone who's wanting to help and, and nothing really wants nothing but the best. So I kind of had a lot of help with, um, my previous character, but uh, for me, um, I, it really helps kind of just understanding, you know, what you're doing like for me you know when you're acting in a scene you know knowing why you're doing that scene knowing the the full scope of the whole story really allows you to resonate and you know understand and become more like that character so for me it was really just understanding the the entirety of the story and then also I had a lot of help from my castmates who had to calm me down a lot because I was a little hyper um but yeah it's really just you know understanding in the story and and being able to relate to it taking something in your life that you know can really resonate with what's going on in the film and then just combining the two okay anybody else yeah um i would say because i totally don't relate to my character at all either (laughs) but i heard uh once that um nobody really thinks that they are the bad guy. Like, usually you're the protagonist of your own life. Mm -hmm. So in that regard, you think like, oh, there's a reason for my attitude or like you never paint yourself as what you really are if you're that bad. Um, So I kind of feel like that's where my character was coming from. Kind of like what Ilya said, you have to like understand and sympathize with the parts of their life that are tough and realize that all of the emotions that stem out of that, maybe they'll come out negative or whatever the result is, but there's a core to it, I guess, that isn't innately a horrible person most of the time. <laughs> so, Yeah, I had, I had to come to the grips with myself that I was an asshole. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, for real, for real. And I was like, one, it was like one day I just woke up and was just thinking, you know, you had those times where you're just kind of sitting around thinking about, your life and how things are going, similar to what you were saying. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm an asshole. Yep. You know? But <laughs> I have yeah. good I'm an asshole with good intentions though. You know what I mean? Yeah. I like to say I put the respect in disrespectful. Exactly. That's what I like to say. You know? Because sometimes you need to let people know, hey, that's not it. But if you do it with a smile, they can receive it better. Hey, that's how that's how that's I true. think. Yeah. I always tell people <laughs> If you put an LOL behind us, you can say anything in the text message. 
bro. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. You can LOL, 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 anything, almost anything. You'd be like, man, your breath stinks really bad. LOL. Yeah. And they're gonna be like, oh, thanks. But they don't even know why they say all oh, thanks. Yeah. <laughs> that last album you dropped, trash. Yeah. Smiley face, smiley face, crying smiley face. Oh. Exactly. They're gonna be like, yo, you my dude, you my nigga, bro. <laughs> oh, no. So this is my first time talking to actors, so I um I'm gonna ask some questions about acting that I want you guys to take on because of things I may have heard other people say in interviews I've listened to or watched. Did any of you guys find yourselves having a hard time getting out of the character? When, you know, like when you got done filming, and you mean, like, do we do method acting? Yeah, like did you? Yeah, were you in in class or at work and realized that you were still being your character? Um, personally, for me, I don't really have a problem with that, just because, um, generally, my mind, um, or my attention span is pretty fickle, so it's harder to stay in something depending on what's going on. So if I'm not like on set and we're working, mm-hmm. um, I pretty much revert out of it. Um, and then, you know, I just have to get back into it, which isn't a problem for me, but yeah. Yeah, nah, was not an issue at all for me. <laughs> <laughs> this is Sean's like his character. <laughs> As soon, because here's the thing. My character is very, very serious, very, very cold. Mm-hmm. I, as you can see, I love to laugh. I love to joke. So as soon as they're yelling cut, I'm <laughs> laughing at the fact that I was being so serious in that scene. Or I'm laughing at the fact that, you know, Ilya said a joke or something like that. Because he's always cracking jokes on, on set. They both what? stay nah. the jokes. Yeah. So you're the one Josh was talking about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I would say we had the opposite problem because it like funny things would happen and it was like, okay, I gotta be a bitch. Gotta be a bitch. Stop laughing. Yeah. Yeah. You just check if the camera's on you for that. See when they're doing close-ups. Be like, hey, I'm not in the shot, right? Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. We were always asking, yo, I'm not in that shot. And then bust out laughing or just like snicker. Because I was trying to do this thing where, and this doesn't give away too much of the movie, but I'm trying to do this thing where I'm on my phone and I'm trying to act like I don't care and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And every single time I pull my phone out, <laughs> Ilya looks over at me and says, can you put your phone away? But he's saying it in his character, but I cannot stop laughing at the fact that he keeps looking over me and like really like, playing as if we're in uh, a classroom and I'm like oh my god so I'm laughing out loud in my head and I'm putting I have a smile on my face but I'm in the shot so we end up having to take multiple shots of that scene because I'm like and I'm just like you know what I'm not gonna pull my phone I'm just gonna keep it in my pocket because I (laughs) I just cannot stop laughing at what you're doing (laughs) yeah that's um I relate to that a little bit because in my professional life, I do yeah. interviews and interrogations. No, I'm not the feds. Oh man, I was gonna <laughs> jump off this call so fast. <laughs> but yeah, so you know, er- every, everything from just employment style interviews to you know interviewing associates that we think may be dishonest and so on and so forth. So you kind of have to be a character when you go when you're sitting in that that at that desk. Mm-hmm. Mm. you know, trying to get this person comfortable enough to talk to you. So sometimes, sometimes it really depends on the character that you're playing because sometimes they're not far enough removed from your actual state for you to have such a, a deep connection to stay that way outside of when you're acting. Yeah. Because sometimes when I'm doing those interviews, they'll say something that I want to laugh at. (laughs) <laughs> but it's like at this moment, I cannot think that's funny. Even though, you know, me outside of there, outside of that office, I would have died. But at this moment, I can't be that guy because that'll kind of, they'll just, yeah. it'll, it'll just pull me out of there, out of the conversation. But, um, yeah. but the reason why I asked that was, it was, I've seen several actors, but the one most recently that I remember was, uh, dang, what's the guy's name? Michael B. Jordan. He was talking about when he played Killmonger, how he kind of went to this mode 
that it was hard for him to pull himself out of. That's not a bad character to get locked into. I, uh, I wouldn't, I mean, I think that one, at least particularly for Killmonger, him getting so attached to that is because as a black person, there is a lot of connection to that role. Yeah. Yeah. So I think that's more of him staying into it rather than, you know, him, yeah. you know, method acting or such. And from, yeah. from what I remember, he it was more of like the, you know, the, the, that anger, that little sense of anger that he walked around with all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm saying it was, it was hard for him to let that go after the fact. Well, I mean, if you given the circumstances, like a lot, like uh, Kathleen said, like given the circumstances, when that movie came out, it was a lot of um, visual representation of the things that they were talking about in the movie, as far as like, you know, the gentrification of, of, of his people and the killings and all that kind of stuff and being exiled and stuff like that. Um, the killing of his dad, which was the like the biggest thing for him. Yeah. Um, it was a lot of that going on or a lot of that being uh, showed at that particular time, which is why um, Black Panther was such a good movie and such an on-time movie. Um, so that's definitely understandable to see um, him being able to get locked into that character because it's like if he just turned on the news, he can see that in real t- in real time and just be like, Dad. And had that mindset. You're right. Definitely. So let's get back to Last Chance. Enough about Black Panther, one of the greatest movies of all time. Let's get back <laughs> to Last Chance. Okay, one of the things that I was told that one of the, the reasons behind the story was to try to bring some more attention to mental health. What does that mean to you guys? In regards to what? Just like mental health in general? Or like how people... The importance of, of bringing more light to it. Um, It's important because just like other things that are seen as, I guess, problematic or, you know, not the norm or would interfere with daily life, um, they happen. And when you talk about them, when people are, be able, are able to be open about them, it helps. It's, it's very cathartic. And, you know, you're not the only person going through it. So having some sort of representation or someone that you can relate to, even if it's not real, that can help people greatly. I myself am a huge um, believer in uh, mental health checks, um, therapy, talking to somebody um I think it's an amazing that's one of the things that like kind of drew me to the story once they told me hey I need you to play this role Mm -hmm. it was like these are a lot this is a lot of what is going on in you know everyday society where you have people going through real real things in their family life and, and just in school in general that it's like the result or the root of you, with the, what you think is the issue is never really the issue. So you have to dig deeper under um, what is going on on that surface level to actually find like, okay, so why are you really acting out this way? Um, I think I think a lot of times we take for granted, um, and I'm speaking specifically for the Black experience, a lot of times we take for granted um, and we choose to neglect the mental health piece um but we still go to like the doctors to check the rest of our body out and it's like if you don't have that mental health piece locked in and locked down and making sure you're taking care of that the rest of your body is really useless because you there's nothing to control it i think i think it's a really dope thing that we're bringing light to for sure nice um i think too that it's the good thing about this film is that it kind of shows the different ways that mental health can take effect in different types of people, mm-hmm. which there's such a stereotype, I feel like, of the certain type of person who has depression or looks a certain way, which might be more more aligned with one of the characters, Bryson, who's supposed to be like a poet and like all of that kind of thing. But all of our characters are so different with so many different reasons and some of them don't even appear like somebody who would be struggling with these things. 
So I yeah. think it's really interesting that people can align with all the different types of characters in the film. Okay. Yeah, honestly, I, I really have to agree with what everyone's saying overall. And, you know, just taking it from a, a film perspective, I think the beauty of a film is that, you know, people can relate to it. You know, a lot of times, you know, when people are going through these things, that they, they it's, it's very uncomfortable for an individual who's like suffering, whether it be any sort of mental illness to sometimes it can be difficult for them to go to their parents and things like that. And they, they can feel very isolating at times. So, you know, having projects like this where it's, you know, the forefront is like awareness of mental health and showing that, you know, you don't have to suffer alone and that you don't have to do this alone, you know, really is a, a beautiful part of just the film industry. And especially with this project in general is that, you know, it's going to show people that, you know, people suffer, but you don't have to suffer alone. So, you know, that's something that last chance really brings to the table. It shows that, you know, a lot of people suffer alone behind closed doors and they're not comfortable sharing in public, but you know, that, that doesn't mean that, you know, give up. There's always resources and there's always someone who's willing to help. So I think that's really a beauty of, you know, this film in general is that it's putting it up at the forefront and saying, you know, you don't have to be alone. You know, there are people out there who are helping you. So I think that's a really cool thing about this project overall. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I feel like that there's, I'm down with anything that helps to to that, that attempts to help put a positive light on mental health and going to get the, the 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 treatment or whatever that you need for that because like it, uh like uh Sean was saying especially speaking from my perspective um I've had as as an adult a couple of years back I had some incidents where I got into a funk and I was telling people about, you know, I think I'm going to go to therapy. And they were like, you don't need no therapy. Like, bro, <laughs> at this point in my life, I know that I do. I do need, I need exactly. talking to you is going to, isn't helping because mm -hmm. you're just giving me your opinions. I need some, I need some professional. Some actionable steps. Yeah. I, Almost I've everyone actually, needs therapy, especially if you're in the arts. Yeah. Stream. Yeah. I've, I've personally gone to therapy on a couple occasions um because i think it's important it the one the beautiful thing about therapy that i didn't know about therapy until i went it's because the difference between the biggest difference for me i, I would say is if you're talking to your friend or your parent or someone that's close to you you'll always have that thing in the back of your head that's like man i told them such and such last mm -hmm. week I wonder what they think about me now, but it's like when you go to a therapist, someone who's there to listen to your issues and your problems and, and your, uh, your, your quirks and things that you don't understand to help you work through it. It's like, you leave it there, you go home and you don't have to, you don't ever have to talk about it again. You don't have yeah. to have to think about it again because you left it there and then you can go back dump some more of, of, of your thoughts and feelings and stuff like that there and, and leave it there at that office or with that therapist because a lot of times it's, it's difficult to speak to someone that's close to you because you'll always have in the back of your head, at least for me, like I wonder what they're going to think of me now if yeah. I tell them I've been going through X, Y, and Z. Or, or who else are they, they going to tell about this? You know, it's when right, my business exactly. is going to end up on Facebook or something or you know, right. you know. Yeah, you don't want to overload like your your loved ones with everything because sometimes they can't yeah. handle it. Because they are not equipped for that all the time. You know what I'm saying? Because just like you're going through something, they may be going mm -hmm. through something, and you they may make saying? it worse because you know their reaction may not be what you want. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, that's that's one of the biggest things that led me to seek it was that nobody was really listening. It was like everybody was listening to reply versus just listening to what I was trying to tell them. You know? Yeah. Yeah. They, and, and so now it turns into a lot of times it even turns into them telling me a story now where I can't You ain't even get your whole thought out. Yeah. You well, look, this, this is what happened. To, I'm like, bro, this, all right, I'll talk to you later. I, this, this, <laughs> I, I yeah. look at it like emptying out the bucket. That's how I call it. It's like, you right. know, you go through life and you go through things, situations or whatever, and 
that bucket starts to get full. And the fuller yeah. it gets, the heavier it gets. At some point, yeah. you got to empty out that bucket because That's more is coming. Dope analogy. But thank you, good son. <laughs> that's a super dope analogy, but that that's exactly that's exactly how it is. It's you go through life and you fill up that that emotional tank, and you have to let it out at some point. You know what I'm saying? And therapy is just a is a great outlet. Not to say you can't share it with anybody that's close to you, but therapy is also an option. It's a great outlet yeah. for everyone. Yeah, me me and my daughter was talking the other day. Uh, we were riding, going to Target because it's one of the few places that is still open that we can go to. We, yeah, don't I know it. <laughs> we've, we've literally taken pictures in every phone, every tablet at Target. We played every game on their on the, on the Switch that they have in there. <laughs> we've been having a blast. But right, she was telling me that um, just like one night I got this. I don't know the kids' names. I wouldn't mention them anyway because they're kids. But she's twelve, and she was like, you know, one day she gets a text from a classmate that's like can you text this other classmate and, you know, tell them not to hurt themselves? And she mm. was like, what? I was like, how do we respond to that? I was like, well, you respond to it. You at least engage that person. You don't necessarily have to say, Hey, why are you trying to hurt yourself? You just, just yeah. send them a text. Hey, what's going on? How you doing? Give them a call. Talk to them. Cause yeah. I saw a situation that I was involved in years ago where we were at this community center and Guy comes in and he's talking to one of the, I guess you would call him a counselor or whatever there. We're all talking. And he pulls him to the side and have a conversation. Then I see the guy kind of just leave abruptly. So mm-hmm. he comes back and he says, you know, everybody's like, what was going on? What was up with him? He was like, he was telling me about the situations he's got going on at home. And he was like, man, I'm about to blow. I'm just about to blow. And he was like, so what did you tell You know, when the other counselor guys was like, what did you tell him? He was like, I told him to, you know, just go home and and relax. And the dude was like, why would you tell him that? Why you was like, well, I didn't want him to blow up here. And that guy went home and, you know, murdered his whole family and himself that day. So you definitely, if somebody comes to you, you know, just to emphasize on that for any listeners out there, if someone comes to you with an issue, don't yeah. push them away because that that's the call for help. Yeah. They really wanted to do what they were saying, what they're playing, what they're saying they're going to do. They wouldn't have told you. They want some help. You know, yeah, there, exactly. Exactly. I was just about to say, normally when people come to you and they say, hey, this and this and this is going on with me. That's not because they're letting you know because they're about to go do something that they're going to regret. They're going to do something, but they want you to stop them because it's like they know in their heart at the, at the end of the day, like, I don't want this to happen. I don't want this to be the case. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's really, um, it's really saddening to hear those type of stories, um, especially in this, in this time and climate where it's like we got to start really understanding um how to effectively communicate with people so that we can keep those situations from happening you know what i mean it's really sad to hear about those things i think it's also important to recognize that you know you cannot make somebody get help and there are some people that really just are not going to help themselves Mm -hmm. because if you put yourself out on a limb and they like let you fall they're not going to take responsibility for that. Yeah. That was a good point right there. Yeah. Glad you added that. But um, listen, okay, listen, I feel like I, the listeners are probably crying enough right now. So <laughs> let's get back on live. Let's get on some laughs. <laughs> so, guys, who out of all the characters there on, uh, involved in the film, who was your favorite character and why? Oof, that is a that's a good question. Uh, <laughs> I think okay, I'm not gonna joke. I'm not gonna joke. Okay, my favorite character on set honestly is um uh oh my gosh, I forget the name of the character. Um <laughs> Dr. So J. How are no, I'm, they your kidding. Favorite? <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm oh. kidding. Dr. J is actually one of my favorite characters on um because he Dr. J 
has a, a lot of range because a lot of the students that are in the movie, mm-hmm. um, they don't have that big of a range emotionally wise. However, Dr. J, he goes through a lot of different um, emotions from upset to anger to um, empathetic um, to sad sometimes. And I believe he has even some happy moments in the movie. So I personally like the range that Dr. J, uh, that Dr. J has uh, during the movie. That's, that's my personal favorite. Now somebody say me. Right, exactly. Nobody likes your character. You got two, got your whole name called out. That's what I'm saying. Like, all I wanted to do was be loved and accepted. And at the end of the day, here we are. Nah, nobody likes your character. (laughs) Nah, we're good off you. We could have done without you. It's all right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I will say though that it was pretty fun dealing with your character. Like <laughs> that that one scene, you know what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh yeah, when, when I had to get swallowed up on you real quick. Yeah, we got yeah, <laughs> got heated. That was fun. <laughs> I think that so, was my favorite scene for sure. Me too. Me too. Yeah. That scene was funny. Like just shooting it. Like. <laughs> the papers <laughs> yeah, the actual I scene think, is not funny the shooting yeah. of it was yeah, yeah. I think the actual scene like shooting the scene the only reason it was funny was because one we were not mad at each other in real life mm-hmm. <laughs> two it was a lot of things going on behind the scenes that was just making everything funny papers were flying all over the place <laughs> camera angles was getting messed up was nobody time. was People were forgetting their lines. It was late. Oh my goodness! It was just we were just all goofy and try and happening to be serious. So it, it was a very fun time shooting. This entire movie was actually super fun to film. Yeah, especially being my first, especially being my first film. This was super fun to film. I feel like this is, this is a hard question to actually answer. Of like, who is your favorite? I feel like. <laughs> I feel like every character brings so much to the table. Like, mm-hmm. it's just like, I don't have a personal favorite because like, I don't know, with with Dr. J, just my character, like my whole premise was kind of guiding, you know, the students and, you know, you get to see each character differently. And, you know, to me, like, I can't pick a favorite because it's just, it creates what last chance is if there's a missing character there's no last chance in my yeah. opinion so it's really hard to answer that question because it just everyone brings so much to the table wow that's amazing okay okay Any, anybody else got a favorite character or their opinion on the favorite character mm, no no i don't have a favorite okay okay that's cool now this is the part where i like to try to help someone else out so I asked this same question. So what? I said, let's help the people. Let's help them. <laughs> you know, because um, I feel like, you know, there might be somebody listening. And I asked this question in one version or another to all of my guests. Might be somebody listening at this point that's like, you know what? That sounds pretty cool. I think I want to give a shot at that. So what advice, anybody, what advice would you give? To that person who's listening right now and thinking about you know getting into acting they want to do it they haven't taken that step yet what advice would you give them look into finding an acting coach because yes acting is fun but you know it is work and you know some people have it some people don't even some people who don't really have it have the drive and the know-how to get where they want to be but if you want if you want like the recognition as an actor, you for sure need a coach and someone that can guide you and help you bring out your abilities um, to their full potential. Okay. And no acting coach, like don't not like a something that says like, Oh, casting directors are coming pay money. Like, cause that's, you're not going to get cast like that. Like you could, but it's not, that's not how it works. <laughs> Is the acting coach expensive? Um, it can be if they like if they have like 
Oscar winners under their belt that they've coached, sometimes they like they can raise prices based off of that. Um, it also depends on your area, who's in your area. Um, like in the DMV, there's um, Cheryl Felicia Rhodes. She's like really well known around here. And John Pilata is in the area. He mainly teaches out of New York and Philly now, though. He used to have a Baltimore um, class. I think he still does like um, opening, like where you can come sit in and watch his acting class in Baltimore. I don't think he's doing the actual um, class in Baltimore anymore, though. I'm not sure. Okay. Any other advice, anybody? I'd say, you know, kind of jump in. Like, because that was my biggest hang-up. I'm like, oh, I don't have enough training. I don't know this, that, whatever. But honestly, everything always seems scarier than it actually is. And it's not like you're going to jump in and be in, like, a something overwhelming. Like, there's steps. So if you get started, then you meet other people who are actors and then you make actor friends and then they're like, hey, come to this class. And, you know, it kind of builds networking and then like and then you also get more comfortable with your skills. So even just find community plays to audition for um, or like there's a lot of Facebook groups that have auditions for things like student films. Um, and these are all ways you can start learning to collaborate and then get comfortable in front of the camera, but there's not pressure yet on you. Okay. Yeah, networking is the key to getting work and yeah. like building your, your profile. Um, if you are just starting out, like you don't know anything about actually getting into acting, even whether it's independent or you're trying to become union or things like that, because there are different things. Independent is a little more fluid like there are people who you know they don't have like formal training but like they have the funds and they you know read really well and they can you know do all the stipulations um but student films do help you however be prepared to never see it yeah <laughs> now why, why yeah, like they'll, they'll say you they'll, you'll get footage for your reel but unless you go to school with whoever's doing the student film um, at least in the DMV area, you are probably not going to see it. Wow. <laughs> yeah, but you will get some experience, and it, it is helpful regardless. Okay. But yeah, community theater is is a good way to start. Uh, me, per oh, go ahead, Ilya. We keep uh, cutting uh, each other off. Marcel, yeah. Jesus. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's um, listen, <laughs> uh, for me, I really... I really feel like you just got to jump and you got to do it. And something that's really important is you really, you got to want to do it for the right reasons. Uh, if you are going in to be an actor, to make a million dollars and become a star, probably not in it for the right reasons. So, you know, you, you got to just jump, but you got to be doing it for the right reasons. And then the third and final thing is you really, you, you got to have thick skin and you got to really not give up on yourself. The industry is not nice. It's kind of mean. And you gotta you gotta have that passion, you gotta have that drive to get get through it. Cause it is a tough industry, but you know, at the end of the day, if you're doing it for the right reasons, none of that's really gonna matter and it's all gonna be worth it to you at the end of the day. I I agree with every single last thing everybody else said. <laughs> Me not being an actor, um, I have absolutely zero background. However, I am a creative. And for all the people that may not be into acting um, or may not be into any specific thing, but they just love to create, I would say try everything. Try every single thing. If you are a creative, try everything until something uh, connects with you. So try acting. If acting doesn't connect with you, that's okay because it's a million other things you can do. You can do camera. You can do lighting. You can do set design. You can do um um wardrobe it's a million different things i definitely agree with caitlin when she said um community plays um my brother he does acting um himself and he does a lot of community plays and by doing those community plays that helps with your networking because you're going to be around actors all the time if you're in community plays all the time you know what i'm saying yeah um networking is not hard everyone that's listening as well that hears that term uh being thrown around carelessly all the time 
networking is not hard. Networking is literally saying, hey, my name is so-and-so. I do so-and-so. What's your name? That's it. Networking just takes time is all. And yeah. That's all it is. It's having a conversation, building relationships. I'll say this last thing about it. Um, make sure, like Ilya said, you're doing it for the right reasons. Don't necessarily get into the field of uh, arts to see what people can do for you. Mm-hmm. Get into the field of arts to see what you can do for people and see how you can help people. Because the more you try to help people, the more people try to help you. You know what I mean? Yeah. Love that. Yeah. And if you have social anxiety, it is going to be a little rougher for you to network. But as long as you are authentic and genuine, like that will resonate with people. For sure. Also, there is a difference for film and theater in the way that they go about things. So be mm. prepared for that. The way yep. the shooting is, it's, it's all a little different. Okay. Learn your, and learn your lines. learn your lines before shoot day was that was that a struggle for you oh my god was it man it was one scene where i had this huge monologue right two pages worth right i and i'll say this until i'm an actor i'm not an actor so for me learning lines and like memorizing lines because I do music as well. Um, so words is something that I'm good at. However, learning lyrics and learning lines is way different. Like learning lyrics, you can learn lyrics to a rhythm. And for me, learning to a rhythm helps you, like you already know the words in your head. You just gotta memorize where they go. With lines, you basically have to memorize a conversation. Yeah. And if you don't really know how to remember conversation, like in real life, it's not going to be the easiest thing. Um, but definitely, when we were doing the last scene, I literally, and this is so hilarious to me in hindsight, but don't I tell. Had <laughs> tell it. Go down I that rabbit hole. <laughs> I had guys. This is a trick, guys. If you have to wear a hood, just put your hood on, pop your AirPod in. And have someone read the le- read the lines to you and just repeat them. I, I did it, oh, and it's and it came out it came out great. But okay. it was a struggle. It was a struggle. Industry secrets. Yeah, industry secrets one hundred and one with Sean. <laughs> but tell me that I I have the utmost re- respect for actors because what you too, all you got, what all you guys just said too because you got the Learn the lines. You have to make it. Be- you have to take on a personality on top of learning the lines. Yeah. You have to make the lines believable when you say them. Because mm-hmm. if you if you have to get people invested in your character, the worst thing is watching a movie that you don't care about any of the characters. Is that's the, the the driest thing ever? It's like mm-hmm. I got to get invested in at least one of these characters. And you got some guy. Why? Why did you? Poison the water supply. Yeah, like, oh, exactly. Bro, like, get him out of here. Yeah, exactly. But you know, uh, go ahead. I I was just gonna say um, that it's definitely I have the utmost respect for everyone that's on um, that's involved with this movie as far as acting is concerned because you guys killed it. <laughs> I oh, say it all the time, but you guys killed it. You know what I mean? It is not an easy task. I thought it was going to be a breeze. My brother came. He's like, "Yo, I'm about to um put you in this movie." I said, "Movie?" He's like, "Yeah, it's not. It's not going to be hard. You you'll get it." And I was like, "I learned. I know lyrics. I know. I, I, man, that's easy. It ain't about nothing. I'm good at usually. I'm mostly good at everything. You know what I'm saying? When I put my hands to it. When I came in, I was like, "Ooh, this is different. This is really different." <laughs> like you said, it's like you're learning. You're literally learning a person mm-hmm. and having a conversation through their through their eyes, and you know what I mean. Unless you like first coming up and you're just like a prodigy, mm-hmm. it's not gonna be easy, guys. Not gonna be easy. The work is hard. I mean, the work is work, but it's not hard. You gotta do it though. You did awesome. You did great. You did yeah, awesome. you did. It's gonna be it's gonna be amazing. Nah, it's definitely gonna be amazing for sure. 
but just be prepared, guys. <laughs> I might, I'm definitely gonna be in another movie. That's for sure. Nice. Oh, cool. I, had, hey, I had fun. I had bird, fun. Huh? Yeah, I felt I caught it. I I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun for sure. That's great. But okay, so now time for some shameless self promotion. Outside, <laughs> outside yeah, of the uh, the last chance. Is there anything else you guys have going on you want to promote right now? Go ahead, Sean. You guys so go first. <laughs> <laughs> no, you guys go first. I'll be gracious. Go okay, first. Well, start go with Ilya because he's like he's got like a whole spiel. Yeah, you got, I ain't got no spiel. You got everything going on right now. <laughs> go ahead, boss. I really, uh, I ain't got no selfless promotion. Honestly, come out see Last Chance. It's gonna be the greatest movie ever. Um. But yeah, I mean, you can follow me on Instagram, Facebook at Ilya Schroeder Model. Uh, that's because I previously modeled before. Uh, but that's really all I got. Go follow. What about your listing? Hey, we we gotta put that on blast. That one's low. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's not low that's low not from public. <laughs> uh, nah, but that's really all I got. Go follow everyone else because they great. <laughs> So for me, I'll say this and I'll keep it short and sweet. Uh, before acting, I am a artist, like I said before, um, rapper, singer, um, producer on the side as well. You can follow me on all my social media platforms at K-X-N-G-G-E-N-O. That's King Gino with no I. The I is no, is no longer in King. I put an X there. A-X-N-G-D-E-N-O. I have a lot of music out now. You can go stream it, Apple Music, Spotify, Tidal, uh, whatever streaming platform you use you use to listen to music, I'm probably on there. So check me out. Yo, the music is fire. I'm hey. And, he, you know, he's cool. doing the soundtracks. So, hey. Okay. Yeah, and I'm doing the soundtrack oh, yeah. for the movie. So, you know. Okay, okay. Anybody else got something to promote right now? Uh yeah, so, um, hey, Kaya Celine, that's where you can find me, it's B Kaya Celine, K-A-I-A, no Y, Celine, like Celine Dion. Um, you can find me there on Instagram and Facebook, I also have a YouTube, I haven't, that one I'm uploading some new things to, just like some monologues, it's more so, uh, it's more so just like me, uh, kind of like, because I'm out of school, just another way of like keeping my skills sharp and experiencing different kind of roles. And I do have plans to put some other content on there, um, but you know, the virus has us a bit quarantined off at the moment. So <laughs> that'll roll out um, at some point. Um, oh, I also please. do aerials, which you would find on the same platform as the Kaisleen. And I also have a blog, which is more lifestyle, which is hopeless and fluffy which I also have a Facebook page for that. And my blog is under Blogspot. If you're on Blog Love and you can read it there. And read her oh, blog. I'm also, I have another film in post-production called, uh, uh, huh. oh, why did I just forget it? It's The Audition. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All right. All right. Um, okay. So you can find me on Instagram at it's I-T-S underscore A underscore deal, but that's my last name. So it's spelled D-I-E-H-L. Um, and then I have a book that I actually wrote. Uh, yeah. Super fire. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Did you know that? um it's uh kind of like a travel guide in this series called greater than a tourist for people who lived in certain countries and then you can kind of buy it they're all on amazon so mine's for um granada spain and um i think that's it i'm supposed to be working on another project called karma 101 but filming's been postponed because of covid19 so, um, but that project's actually kind of a similar vein. It's to promote um, like different backgrounds and things that people are going through in high school. Uh, and then it's going to be used at colleges um, when this team goes around and does some like motivational speaking and stuff. So it should be pretty cool. Awesome. So you guys make sure you go over and you follow these guys, you check out their stuff and y'all wait for this last chance for winning drop i think this is gonna be a good one i'm excited about it you guys got me excited about it when i talked to josh and jordan they had me excited about it 
You gotta come out. Awesome. You gotta come out and watch the, uh, the premiere when it comes out. We might have to have a, a, a watch party on Facebook the way things go. <laughs> oh, right right. Right. oh, yeah, Absolutely. probably. But once That's again, right. yeah, once again, thank all y'all for taking time to talk, out, talk to me today. To the listeners, thank y'all. And as always, I love and appreciate each and every one of y'all. If you haven't yet, make sure you subscribe to Thoughts by the Field. Yeah, the podcast available everywhere that podcasts are available. You can follow me on Instagram at D-V-I-L-L-E underscore D-I or go over to the Thoughts by the Field Facebook page where I upload all of my episodes. And uh, we out of here. Remember to be the reason somebody's motivated or masturbated because either way you made a difference. <laughs> Fire. I love it. <laughs>